message is titled Behold the Servant Behold the Servant Praise God Pro Prophet Isaiah through the prophetic lens that the Spirit of God gives him looks into the future as far as 700 years from his time and is prophesying about a servant who is unlike any other servant that the world has ever seen. And the scripture says, 
This is what God speaks to him and he speaks that oracle. Behold my servant. Praise God. God proclaims through his servant Isaiah about another servant. God has a lots of servants up in heaven and on earth. In the past, today, and even in the future. For a moment when we read about this servant, we might think for a moment it's perhaps about the servant that God was going to use in and through King Cyrus who will bring deliverance for God's people. But a careful look into the scripture would allow us to know that this is none other than Jesus Christ, the Messiah himself which is proved and affirmed in the writings of St. Matthew in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 12, where these words are rewritten and quoted, applying it exclusively to the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Behold, the prophet is saying, Behold, praise God. God speaking through him, Behold, my servant praise God when you hear the term behold in the scripture we see both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament we see this terminology used behold my servant behold the Lamb of God which takes away the sins of the world behold what manner of love the Father has lavished upon us so that we shall be called the children of God praise God when the writer uses the term behold it's not talking about to just to look casually but rather the meaning of the word behold is to look intently look intensely look as if you are scrutinizing him look to him in order to understand him look to him in order to emulate him look to him in order to follow him look to him in order to model him look to him for he alone is worthy to be looked and to be gazed upon Praise God. When the prophet says, Behold, it's not talking about just a casual glance. Praise God. If we look at him it, with a casual glance, we would miss what he has and what he wants to do in our life. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, John the Baptist called out by the river Jordan by the wilderness, he said, Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sins of the world. Praise God. Again the next day, he saw Jesus and he said, Behold the Lamb of God. A lot of people heard this proclamation, but it only registered in two of John's 
disciples, we read that Andrew and a disciple heard this pronouncement from John the Baptist saying, Behold the Lamb of God. When everybody heard it, they perhaps turned around and looked at Jesus. It was a casual glance. But when John's Two disciples heard, Behold the Lamb of God. They looked at him, and they looked at him, and they realized that he's worthy enough to be followed. He's worthy enough to be pursued. Till the master looks at them and say, What do you want? Folks, praise God. Behold the servant. Behold the Lord's servant. How often we casually look at Jesus and miss what he has for us. Quite often we hear about Jesus. We read about Jesus. We preach about Jesus. We teach about Jesus. We talk about Jesus. And Jesus becomes a byword in the church, at home, wherever. To for some, the word Jesus has become a curse word. But let me tell you, when the Bible says, Behold, and if you are willing to take time to look at Jesus, your, your life will be changed once and for all. Praise God. This is what Apostle Paul says as he writes to the Corinthians. He says, But we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. When you look at Jesus with an openness, praise God, with an open heart, with an open eye, praise God. The Bible says you and I are changed. And there is a process that takes place within us as we look at him intently, as we look at him intensely, as we look at him closely. The Bible says there is a change that takes place in us. There is a transformation that takes place in us. We become like him. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's what happened to Moses as he was in the mountain with the Lord. And as he came down, the man who stared at the face of the Lord, the glory started radiating from his face. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And then he said, you are the light of the world. Praise God. When Jesus said, I am the light of the world, he was saying, he's the source of light. In fact, he said, I am the light. Praise God but when he said you are the light uh, the light that he's talking about is a reflective light that light that comes by us looking at the light and allowing that light to reflect upon us and we become reflectives of his light of his radiance of his glory and God expects that to emit from each and every one of our lives praise God Yes, 
as we look to him intensely we will continue to emit and radiate with the love with the luster with with the glory and the glamour of his glory radiating from our lives Praise God. The text makes it very clear about the unique feature of this particular servant that the Lord talks about. Behold my servant. Praise God. Jesus is not just any servant you might have read about many servant you might have seen about many servants you might be a servant you might be a servant of the most high you might be servant of the lord jesus christ you might be a servant in whatever place you are functioning but this servant is a unique servant he is number one he's a servant of the lord praise the lord hallelujah servant as it is very easy to misunderstand that but when in 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 the context of Jesus we understand servant was the position assumed by the son of god throughout his humiliation as paul writes in the finfil to the philippines philippians that jesus he came down into this world took the form of man the creator god became creature he humbled himself became like a servant praise god assuming the role of a servant who none other than the king of kings the lord of lord he took the form of his servant humbled himself he is the lord's servant unlike any other servant praise god look what the spirit of god is talking about him praise god behold my servant whom i uphold mine elect praise god in other words he is appointed praise god he is the chosen one he is the elected one unlike any other appointments uh, praise god he is elected from the foundations of the world uh, to become uh, the atonement praise god a unique role a one of a kind role uh, an exclusive role jesus christ praise god behold my servant the elect praise god hallelujah redemption was not an afterthought after the un so called the unforeseen evil that will come upon the earth my bible says is a lamb that has been slain from the foundations of the world praise god hallelujah matthew quoting this particular verse in matthew chapter 12 verse 18 adds another word to it it's not only my my servant hallelujah he is my beloved praise god yes praise god we see christ is unique elected and appointed to bring salvation to all of mankind 
The Bible says as it is recorded in Acts that there is only one name given under heaven on earth whereby men can be saved. It is the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. The name about all name. The matchless name. The incomparable name. The sweet name of Jesus. The name at everything on heaven, on earth, under the earth will bow down to the lordship of Jesus the name of Jesus which is above all other name hallelujah behold my servant whom I uphold mine elect is not only he is not only appointed we read the Bible says I have put my spirit upon him he shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. He is not only appointed, he is anointed. Praise God. Hallelujah. This servant is an anointed servant. Jesus is not only appointed, he is also anointed. Now, when we read in the, in the Gospels that as he came out of the waters of baptism, the Holy Spirit came upon him in the form of a dove and he was led into the wilderness and in the power of the Spirit, he came forth uh, preaching and doing signs and wonders and declaring the kingdom of God. Jesus was born of the Spirit. He was conceived uh, of the Spirit. Uh, praise God. Throughout his lifetime, the Spirit indwelled him. But there is, was a unique experience when the Holy Spirit, like a form of a dove, came upon him, empowering him for a service. In Acts chapter 10, 38, talks about it, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, how he went around doing good, preaching the good news, healing the sick, bringing healing, restoring sight, and bringing deliverance to mankind. If Jesus, praise God, needed to be anointed to, to venture into ministry, my dear folks, how much more you and I need to be anointed and empowered with the Holy Spirit to, the, to do the work of a living God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yes, the argument is right that when you are born again, you're sealed with the Spirit. Yes, it is the work of the Spirit. Praise God. But there is a unique experience of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And those who crave and desire to do ministry for the Lord, regardless of what realm you want to minister, I want to encourage you this morning that you ought to be baptized and anointed by the Holy Spirit so that you will be able to do an effective, productive, fruitful ministry for this Lord hallelujah praise God in a month or two we're going to have general body right and we're going to have appointments we're going to have nominations and this is a time if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit maybe for the sake of being praise God nominated and appointed 
praise God, entering into service, regardless of what your sphere of ministry be, whether it's from the pulpit or whether it's from the, from the pews, whether it's in the office or in any other realms uh, of ministry within the confines of the church, uh, I encourage you to sit in the presence of God and to be anointed with the Spirit of God. Jesus said, God is willing to fill you, to baptize you to the extent he says that how much more shall he give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So what do you need to do? Ask. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, behold my servant. Praise God. Look at the feature that the Holy Spirit talks about Jesus. He shall cry, nor lift up, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. It's talking about the humility and the gentleness of Jesus. Rather than being loud and obnoxious, some people could be loud and obnoxious. Praise the Lord. And you add the microphone to them, it gets louder. Praise God. But about Jesus, it said, he shall cry nor lift up nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. That does not mean that when Jesus was, was praying, he did not use loud words. Hello. The writer of Hebrews shows how Jesus prayed. And go home and check it out. So don't, don't be hiding under the guise that, hey, you know what? We got to be so soft. When you come into the presence of God, you can pray to him within your heart. Praise God at the same time. You can open up your mouth and cry out to him. Cry out to the Lord. Praise God. Listen, Jesus was, Jesus was a shaker. He turned the world upside down. He turned the world of religion upside down. He turned the world around him upside down. He ushered the kingdom of God in power and in glory. And it was manifested throughout his, throughout his ministry. But he was shh. Don't tell this to anybody. Now, if it was anybody else, can you imagine? Can you imagine you? you? Who? 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 You. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor you. You what? Feeding the 5,000. Healing the sick. Raising the dead. Cleansing the leper, giving sight to the blind. Who? Who? You. It will be in all kinds of news, right? It will be in the, tell me some of the news. It will be in the good news. How many of you guys get good news? It will be in the good news. It will be in CNN. It will be in Fox News. It'll be in channel 13. Huh? 
Oh, IPA News. It will be on IPA News. Definitely it's going to be on IPA News. Facebook. That's good. Hey, don't underestimate Facebook. The soon-to-be president used that. Twitter and Facebook social media, it is a very powerful tool. Use it for the glory of God. Yes, you know, it will be all over the place. But Jesus was... Every time he would do a miracle, he would not glorify himself, but he will glorify the, the Father. Praise God. Have you seen superstars? How many of you guys have seen superstars? Anybody has seen superstar? Have you seen stars? I'm not talking about stars in the sky. No? Nobody has seen any stars? Superstars? Huh? Nobody? Malayali. Okay. <laughs> Who did you see? Who did you see? Oh, I thought that you saw a Malayali superstar. You are saying that you saw a Malayali. All Malayalis are stars. Is that what you're saying? We all seen superstars. We all seen stars. And we know, you know, they are not easily what? Right. They are not easily accessible. But Jesus was what? Accessible. Praise the Lord. Listen. Unlike any other superstar, there is none like Jesus. He's incompatible. But Jesus was accessible. His ministry, His power, his glory, his fame did not keep him away, but he become, he was accessible. You know, quite some time ago, I led somebody to the Lord. And I was, I was, as I was mentoring him and grooming him, he was going to one of the mega churches in the city, and I don't wish to uh, disclose what church it was. And you know, when you are a new believer, you are all excited. If you are dealing with a new believer, you know that they are always excited. And they are full of joy. And they are bubbling with joy. And sometimes they don't even know how to contain it. And this young man, the Lord had done a great work in his life. And he was exuberant all the time. He was just emitting with joy all the time. And one day, he went after the service. He came back looking all gloomy the man who looked glorious at all time looked very gloomy so i asked him what happened he says this is it i'm not going to church anymore now that's how it is either they are all up or they are all down there ain't no middle ground okay i ain't going to church no more this is it i said what happened oh i went to the service i said so what I, you won't believe what I saw today. So what did you see? Well, this is what he saw. You know, he went to a place. It's a big place. Uh, it's a very, very well-known minister there. But, you know, when you become very popular, you are surrounded with people who want to be more popular than you are. Okay. So there was an altar call going on after the service. And an old lady with a walking stick 
came forward. And she was not satisfied with the, just with the altar call. She wanted to step to the side and she wanted to enter and she wanted a personal word with the man who was ministering there. And some people could be very what? Huh? They don't take no for an answer. How many of you are like that? You will not take a no for an answer. Well, this, this, this elderly woman, she will not take no for an answer. She kept on pressing in and pressing in and pressing in. Finally, the ushers, they came and they just confined this woman, put her down, pinned her to the ground. My friend, as far as he was concerned, everything about him just crashed. He said, listen, I can't believe this. What is this? He says, why wouldn't you allow an elderly woman to go and talk to the man of God? What is it that they have to do? Why would they be so intimidated, intimidated by this elderly woman and pin her down to the floor? And that was it for him. It took me a long time to encourage him and to tell him to, 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 to overlook such offense and to put him back into the fold. Praise God. My point is, you know, sometimes when we become very popular and, and, and even in the realms of ministry, we become inaccessible. That is possible from a human perspective. And this morning I want to present to you Jesus who is always accessible. Praise God. In fact, my Bible says uh, the throne of grace is flung open for everyone. And the writer of Hebrews says, Come with confidence. Come boldly through the throne of grace. Maybe you tried to reach the pastor. Maybe you tried to reach the deacon. Maybe you tried to reach the leader. But you could not get hold of. I want to present to you Jesus who is accessible, available all the time. Praise. You will never hear an engaged Sound when you call upon him. Praise God. In fact, the scripture assures us, call upon me in the day of trouble. I will answer you. I will show you great and mighty things. Look at the next feature of this servant who is called my servant. A bruised reed he will not break and a smoking flax he will not quench. He will bring forth justice for truth. Praise God. So we said that he is, he is what? What was the first thing that we said? He is a servant of the Lord. Yes. He is the appointed one. He is the anointed one. He is accessible and is available for us. Praise God. Not only that, the next one, look at it. It says, a bruised reed he shall not break, and the smoking flax he shall not quench. He is the affirming one. Praise God. What is a reed? Anybody got an idea what's a reed? 
Those who went to Palestine, those who went to Israel, they probably had a chance to see what a reed looks like. Reed by nature is very weak. It is unstable. One wind comes, boom, it's gone. In the olden times, they used the reed to write on the manuscripts and to write on the, on, 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 on the, on the skins. But we see that when it, would, when it is bruised, it is out of function. It is not effective. It cannot be put to use. And the prophet is saying that a bruised reed, he will not... He will not break. And the smoking flax, he shall not quench. Praise God. You know, Isaiah, with his prophetic lens, he looks forward 700 years. Matthew, who was a disciple of Jesus, after the, the ministry and the resurrection of Jesus and his ascension, he looks back at Jesus, as he pens down, Isaiah saw a bruised reed, and Matthew saw a bruised men all over the place. And the ministry of Jesus was such that he will not break a bruised men. He will not break bruised people. All around us, there are people who are bruised. There are people who are broken. There are people who are shattered. There are people who are going through pain. There are people who are going through a roller coaster experience in their lives. And my Bible assures us that Jesus is one who will not break the bruised reed, but rather is the one who works on it, who mends it, who molds it, and puts it back into action. Praise God. This morning, my friend, perhaps you are sitting in this place as a person who's bruised, as a person who's broken, perhaps manhandled, mishandled by people around you, broken, perhaps uh, through the events of life uh, has broken you. Perhaps your dreams uh, and your aspirations have been shattered uh, and the world looks at you and tells that there is a no come back. You are in the category of no come back. I want to assure you when everybody else have written you off Jesus does not write you off he does not break a bruised reed praise God how many of you have been in a place where you are bruised praise God can you remember the time when you were bruised praise God Emotionally wounded, relationally wounded, physically wounded. Praise God. I want to tell you this morning, perhaps you might think that your case is beyond hope. 
I want to assure you and bring before you, praise God, the Lord's servant, the Lord Jesus Christ, the beloved son, the savior, the redeemer, who's going to work on you in such a way when he's done with you. Praise God. The marks of bruises will only serve to remind you how good and gracious is God to us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Don't hide your bruises. Praise God. Don't hide your bruises. Let the world see your bruise. Let, that, let it remind them. Praise God. You had a past, but Jesus has put hope in you. He has deposited hope in you. He has changed you, transformed you, renewed you, reformed you, redone you in such a manner that you have become the trophy of God's grace. Hallelujah. Broken, bruised, bruised, reed, he shall not break. And the smoking flax, he shall not quench. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, it talks about two specific conditions of people. One is, hallelujah, a bruised condition. The other one is a smoking flax condition. You know, we, we live in the West and we perhaps do not get the complete picture of what a smoking flax is. If you ever seen a candle, an oil candle, or a kerosene candle that is used, or if you have seen small vessels with little, little flax and they put fire into it, when the oil runs down, then it starts smoking. Thin white smoke escapes from the, from the candle, from the wick, which is a sign that any moment the fire, the last energy in it is going to be snuffed out and it will be put out of commission. Well, when that happens, do you know what the world will do? Push you out. And put something else, someone else in your place. Praise God. Hallelujah. But this morning, I want to present before you the picture of a believer. The picture of a saint. Once was active. Once was vibrant. Once was, was full of zeal. Once was full of the fire of the Holy Spirit. But something had transpired in their lives. Maybe there was a catastrophic experience in their life. Maybe there was a crisis in their life. Maybe they were lethargic in their spiritual life. And the spiritual fire in them is dying out. And you are in the last breath. It is as you are on a ventilator you are on an assisted time someone just giving you are on the last leg on the last lap ready to be snuffed out and to be forgotten the Bible says praise God the Lord Jesus what does he do praise God he does what amen he will not quench a smoking flax. 
Praise God. I want to ask you, where are you? Maybe from a flourishing saint, you have come and you have become a flickering saint. From a glorious saint, you have become a gloomy saint. From an active saint, you have perhaps become an inactive saint. From a full, abundant experience to, a, to an experience where you are drying out, where you are just bringing out final fumes, smokes that's coming out of the wick, out of the candle. Praise God when the world around you says, pinch out the wick and light another one. The Savior, Jesus, comes to your side and he says, no, I will gently breathe upon you. I will gently blow upon you. I will help you to fan into flames. I will import energy into you. I will infuse strength into you. I will shake you. I will stir you up. I will give you one more chance. This day is a day of second chance where the Savior comes and looks at your state, at your status. You are ready to give up. The world around you has written you up, but the Lord looks at you and say, I'm not going to snuff you out. I'm not going to pinch you out. I'm not going to throw you out. Rather, I'm going to blow my spirit upon you. I'm going to blow my wind upon you. I'm going to blow my grace upon you, reviving you, reinstating you, remaking you, remolding you. After all, his intention is that you need to burn, burn fervently for Jesus, that you become the light that he has called you to be. Oh, this morning, I want to present before you Jesus, praise God, who refuses to call you out. Praise God. When everybody calls you out, when the religious leaders calls you out, they all wore the gang-ho to call you out. The one who paid the price on the cross. Praise God. The one who shed his blood on your behalf is not ready to call it quits this morning. And if there is anybody in the house that you have written yourself up, I want to tell you there is hope in and through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. Friend, do you realize Every time you feel the strings being pulled in your heart, you feel the tugging and the nudging in your heart. It's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. It's the Holy Spirit ministering to you, telling you, praise God, God is not done with you. God is not done with you. He wants to give you another chance. And this morning the question is, how are you going to respond to the taggings, to the nudgings, to the whisper, to the ministry of the Holy Spirit? Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. You can't run on your own power. You can't run on your own energy. You need him 
more than ever before. Praise God. Hallelujah. Maybe you're broken this morning. Maybe you're bruised this morning. Praise God. And you want to call it quits. I want to tell you this morning, God can bring something good out of bad. He can bring victory out of failure. If you're willing to yield yourself to him, if you're willing to yield yourself to the work of the Spirit of God, our God is a God of second chance, and He wants to mold, and He wants to put His fire, His passion in each and every one of us so that we would love Him, serve Him, follow Him with much enthusiasm and zeal. Praise God. In Scotland, there is a mansion. And one of those rooms in that big mansion is dedicated exclusively. And all over the walls, there are arts, designs, and paintings by distinguished artists of the world. And it all started with a tragedy. A beautiful mansion, well-painted, well-decorated. One day, someone, by accident, spilled a pitcher of soda up on the wall. And the wall was disfigured. The wall, it looked as if there was a bad stain on the wall. Well, some things, from a human perspective, you cannot undo things that are done. And so the person who was the owner of the mansion was not very happy to see what had transpired on the wall. But they had a guest who was a very distinguished artist. He looked at the soda spill on the wall and after looking at it for some time, brought out a charcoal and made a background on the wall with the charcoal that made it look as if there was a waterfall on that wall. Praise God. He made a beautiful background with forest, woods, with animals in the background. And the soda spill, it looked as if it was a waterfall. Praise God. Folks, some things in life, you cannot undo it. But you hand over the failures of life into the hands of the master, into the hands of the designer, into the hands of the creator. He's able to rewrite your story. He can take the thorns of your life and make it as if it's a crown of your life. He can take the spills of your lives. He can take the accidents of your lives. He can take the mishaps of your lives. And he can turn it around so that everyone who looks would look at it and glorify him. Realizing that it is nothing but grace that is exhibited on our behalf. Praise God. Yes, he is the appointed one. He is the anointed one. Praise God. He's the one who is accessible. Praise God. He is the affirming one. And finally, the word says that he is the able one. He will not fall nor can be nor be discouraged. Praise God. Every other servant in this world, whether they are servant 
of a government or a state or a servant of the Lord has the potential to fall and to falter. But this servant here, he will not fall. He will not falter. He will not fail. He will not be discouraged. He will fulfill the work that he has begun in you and in me. He is able. He is able to do much more than what we ask or imagine according to the power of God that is at work within our lives. He's able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before his presence with exceedingly great joy. To him be glory, honor, majesty, both now and forevermore. So what do we do this morning? This morning we look to Jesus We behold him Behold my servant Behold the Lamb of God Behold Jesus Christ Look unto the author and the finisher of your faith Not a casual glance But look at him intently For salvation comes from him Grace comes from him Strength comes from him Goodness comes from him him blessings comes from him they that look to him their faces were radiant and they were not ashamed hallelujah praise God make beholding him your priority today as you look to him you would fall in love with him. Praise God. As you look to him. Praise God. The scripture reminds us that you and I will become like him. Praise God. Shall we arise up before the Lord? Hallelujah. Behold my servant. He's not like anyone else. He's your savior. He's your creator. He's your redeemer. He's your provider. He's your protector. He's your sustainer. Praise God. He's the appointed one. The only appointed one to bring redemption to you. Praise God. He's the anointed one. He will break any chains that binds you down. Praise God. Whether it be physical, spiritual, emotional, relational. Any chain that binds you down. Any chain that separates you from him. He is anointed to break those chains. Hallelujah. He is accessible this morning. You can approach the throne of grace. Call him above father. Make your needs known unto him. He is the affirming one. He will not condemn. Praise God. But he will affirm. He will strengthen you. He will stabilize you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Finally he is an able one. He will not fail nor would he ever falter. Praise God. Would you look to him this morning? I don't know what your needs are, regardless of what, where you are. Maybe you are a bruised reed, a bruised, broken life that no one else perhaps knows about. 
But this morning, he assures you, a bruised reed he will not break. Praise God. A smoking flax, hallelujah. A wick, he will not quench it. He is willing to do a work in you. Would you yield your life to Jesus this morning? As we all are looking to him, is there anybody in the house that would say, I want a touch from him. I want a ministry from him. I want to do, I want him to do a greater, deeper work in me. Anybody from the men's side, if you raise your hands, it's between you and the Lord. We want to pray over you wherever you are standing. From the men's side, anybody, hallelujah, praise God, put your hands down. Anybody from the sisters who will say, I need that ministry. Thank you. Put your hands down. Father, we come in the name of Jesus. We pray for our dear ones, Father. Lord, I don't know what the issue is, oh, Father. Maybe they are a bruised life, a broken life, a bleeding life. But I pray, oh God, that the Holy Spirit will put, hallelujah, all the oil and the wine. Pour the oil and the wine into them. Bind their wounds in the name of Jesus. And we speak words of healing. Healing emotional. Healing spiritual. Healing relational. Healing physical. In the name of Jesus. And Father, I pray, if there is a smoldering wick here this morning, if there is a flickering candle here this morning, if there is a flickering, praise God, a vessel here that this morning that has given up hope, does not have energy to go one step, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will pour out oil in the lamp, Father. Oh, give me oil in my lamp. Keep me burning. Keep me burning. Lord, if they are going to snuff out, I pray the oil of the Holy Spirit to be poured into their candle that they will start to burn, that they will start to radiate with the love, with the luster, with the glory, with the glamour, with the grace of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, do a greater deeper, wider, higher work in each and every one of them. Where there is hopelessness, I speak hope in the name of Jesus. Where there is failure, I speak victory in the name of Jesus. Where there is despair, I speak delight in the name of Jesus. Where there is sickness, I speak healing in the name of Jesus where there is strained relationship I speak reconciliation in the name of Jesus where there is backsliding I speak reinstatement in the name of Jesus I speak the word of God in Jesus name Thank you, 
Ashaskera Hasyanda Laraba Obaraba Sokoria Satana Oshekeya Seteneanda Laraba Oh Potter Hallelujah We are just clay You mold us You make us You give us the impression You figure us up May we become the carriers of God's glory and grace. To Christ be the glory. In Jesus' name we pray.